Hello and welcome. This is Assurance in Action. A quick note before this episode begins. This episode, which covers modern slavery with the Mekong Club, Sylvia Mera, will be divided into two episodes. So please keep an eye out for episode two, uh, which covers innovation in the supply chain over the next few weeks. Um, Now let's begin this episode of Assurance in Action. Listening to another episode of Assurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. I am your host, Seth Martin Wick, and today we will be covering modern slavery. Uh, I am joined by Sylvia Mera, who is the program director for Mekong Club. Uh, Sylvia, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me here. Sylvia, thanks for being on. Um, so, what is your experience with social compliance and modern slavery? So uh, my interest for social compliance and uh, specifically uh, workers' rights, I'd say developed during my um, uh, during my experience as a vendor manager for an Italian fashion brand. So I have lived in Asia for over eight years now, based in Hong Kong. And for the first four years, I um, have been working with manufacturers in several Asian countries. China, India, etc. What I was doing with suppliers back then was uh, um, developing business, uh, visiting their facilities, monitoring their performances, uh, um, going back and forth between them and the Italian headquarters. So while in that role, I realized that more than the products we were making, I was curious and interested about the people behind those products. Um, which I think it's really probably at the core of, you know, every, any professional working in, in compliance. And um, so what I did then, to deepen my knowledge, I have completed a diploma in corporate social responsibility back in 2015. And I've also started uh, looking for opportunities to uh, join this world. And this is very much how I got in touch with the Mekong Club in the first place. Um, I heard a speech given by the CEO and I offered to volunteer for them. So um, that's very much how I got into this field and uh, I have been officially with Mekong Club since 2016 and since 2017 I'm the program director. Um, What really uh, I guess interested me of the Mekong Club was their approach to social compliance and to the problem of modern slavery within social compliance, because they um, want want to find a corporate solution. Well, I should say us, since now I'm with them. We want to find a corporate solution to the problem of modern slavery. So our motto is to be a catalyst for change, engaging and inspiring the private sector to lead in the fight against modern slavery. And this is a very bold statement, which definitely resonated with me. And that's uh, how I joined this world. Great. So what is the Mekong Club and how was it started? The uh, the Mekong Club has transformed quite a bit. It is a, re- a fairly recent uh, organization. It was founded in 2012. So um, since its inception in 2012, uh, um, the, the organization has been mostly focused on speaking and advocating um, for corporates to step up and collaboratively address the issue of modern slavery. 
and why 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 this approach uh, this comes from the fact that a vast number of modern slavery victims nowadays are associated with the private economy and supply chains um, i think the most recent number is 16 million people out of 40.3 million that are uh, linked to the private economy when it comes to labor exploitation now the figures change quite quite often but uh, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that this issue is, issue is huge. And if 16 million people are related to the private economy and are exploited uh, in supply chains, then modern slavery is not just a public issue and is not just sex trafficking, but involves people in these supply chains that are linked to products and food that we consume every day as consumers and several corporates uh, trade and source. So um, we were, um, the organization was born to start involving and engaging the private sector to better understand this issue. Um, it was after a few years that a number of these companies um, that understood the problem and understood the role they could play came back to us and uh, asked whether we could establish a formal platform for them to meet and discuss the topic. So. I would say the first year spent doing awareness uh, raising led to this suggestion. And this is why in 2015, we launched our business association. So we keep doing awareness, of course, a very part, important part of our work, but also since four years, we have a business association comprised of 36 major corporations that uh, meet regularly every quarter. So. Uh, since the launch of our association, we held over 40 events where companies met regularly to share challenges, best practices, and this is also the very core of what we do as an organization fighting slavery. Great. So in previous episodes, we have addressed modern slavery from the perspective of consumers and businesses. Could you describe the issue from the perspective of a nonprofit um, uh, organization fighting modern slavery? Sure. So um, there, there are a number of nonprofits, of course, fighting this, this problem. And this is because it's uh, uh, multifaceted in a way, and there is no one solution and one organization with one approach that can succeed. I think the, for, for us, um, in order to be successful um, at delivering uh, you know, our mission of engaging the private sector, we had to take a positive and collaborative approach. So we, uh, as I mentioned, we have spent a fairly amount of time talking about these issues with companies. But back in 2012, or even when I started volunteer, um, it was really hard to even have a meeting uh, set by a company to talk about this topic. It was very sensitive. There was no urgency back then. There was no, uh, you know, regulatory. Um, there was no legislation requiring the supply chain compliance as it exists now instead with, for example, the UK Modern Slavery Act. So it wasn't a very popular topic. It was definitely a sensitive one. And companies had experiences of other organizations that took a much more aggressive approach. And they were basically pushing them to do something and step up through naming and shaming. Uh, you know, boycotting campaigns, etc. And I feel that this approach definitely has and had its successes. 
but we came from the angle that what should these companies do after they've been named and shamed or what should they do if they want to start collaborating they want to start talking to an ngo that can sort of support them in what they want to do but they don't trust the ngo world and the public world because they feel this is going to be a this, this is going to carry a reputation risk to them so we were established as a nonprofit to offer an alternative to this. So for us, and again, there are several approaches. Our approach to the issue of modern slavery is that we want to encourage dialogue, engagement and collaboration and find solutions together to this issue. And I feel that the second thing uh, as an NGO tackling slavery is that we have never dictated the agenda to the corporations, but we always offer the platform for companies to come together but then take the lead on what they felt were the areas we should focus on or the projects we should sort of you know start working on together and this is because again this is a business issue modern slavery is a business issue and uh, companies already have challenges they know what the challenges are what they don't have is a safe space to discuss these challenges so we offer that space and then we were able to this approach, call it proactive, call it participatory, to involve the businesses in this conversation and uh, work together addressing specific needs they have when it comes to modern slavery. Right. So you had mentioned uh, giving the platform uh, and facilitating discussion. Uh, you talked about the many events. What methods have you seen uh, either businesses or your organization um, used to spread awareness of modern slavery and where have they excelled? Um, so from my experience, uh, um, th there, are, there are several ways. One of them um, is to give this topic of modern slavery some space during uh, major events, conferences, annual summits, uh, within corp corporates or within industry associations. And the events, uh, this is important, they do not have to be specifically on CSR or human rights. You can definitely put the spotlight on this issue if uh, it's uh, you know within a financial conference or a risk management conference. And it's important to give this topic some uh, um, importance and also make sure that if, for example, an NGO expert or a trainer is invited, the, the speech, the training is not just offered to the traditional departments, not just to CSR professionals, not just to the responsible or ethical sourcing professionals. The audience has to be much wider. Um, we at the Mekong Club have presented to CEOs, we presented to suppliers, we presented to legal and risk managers. And I think that where the companies have excelled is where they um, have made some room for this topic to be discussed internally, but also they have reached to several departments and they've brought these people together. Um, this is because um, I, I strongly think that modern slavery, especially for companies that are you know, manufacturers or brands, cannot be treated as a philanthropy task or a CSR task. It has to be tackled from a company-wide perspective. And to do that, you need the C-suite, you need, again, several departments to come together and discuss. So I guess in-person awareness raising is one answer to your question. The second answer 
is still sharing materials that are relevant, but doing it through um, uh, doing doing it online through technology, um, and this really saves a lot of time and effort and resources to contact that cannot just keep organizing events or perhaps flying NGO experts, uh, you know, across the world. Um, we have uh, developed an e-learning course as an example that is comprised of several short videos, and this has proved very successful uh, because it provides with knowledge on a subject through gamification. So the subject is very serious and is very important, but at the same time we have, you know, we play sort of cartoonish videos and the users can access these videos at their own pace whenever they feel interested to do so. Of course, our e-learning is not the only one on the market. There are several ones, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that um, there are ways to spread uh, awareness that are um, probably more effective that companies are not thinking of. Um, and a third example, which I think is also quite relevant, is to spread awareness beyond just the uh, staff or the workers and try to reach the community, the local community. And this can be done through different channels, uh, you know, um, uh, that there could be uh, you know, a training that is for workers and involves their families. There could be, you know, some days that are organized, you know, modern slavery awareness day and the staff is invited that they can bring like family or relatives along. And this is very effective because it really uh, helps the companies using their resources to go beyond their immediate workforce. And this helps reaching people within the community that would not be reached through traditional training. And uh, the fact that this community learns about this topic, it's really important because um, they would probably not learn about it otherwise. So that was part one of two regarding modern slavery with Sylvia Mera from the Mekong Club. Uh, part two, which will cover innovation in the supply chain, uh, as I mentioned, uh, will be released in the coming weeks. If you'd like to learn more about the Mekong Club, please check out the links in the description. Uh, as always, please remember to rate and subscribe to Assurance in Action and follow Intertech Business Assurance on LinkedIn. Uh, thanks again for listening to Assurance in Action.